Live from MoLite Studios in the heartland of America, it's your Monday morning jolt of hot photography tips with a frothy topping of the latest product news from Godox, MoLite, and more. Welcome to the Monday Morning Cup of Mo with your host, the man who put the Mo in MoLite, Michael Mowbray. Good morning and welcome to the Monday Morning Cup of Mo. I'm your host, Michael Mowbray. Each week I pour a cup of coffee and I explore a single topic related to professional photography. So thank you very much for joining me today. Did you ever screw something up? I mean, like royally screw something up, especially in your business? It happens to everyone. You know, even with the best intentions, we're not perfect. Something will slip through the cracks or we'll make a poor judgment call or, you know, whatever. Point is, we all make mistakes. But it's how we deal with those mistakes that can make or break our businesses. So today's topic is just that. How can we turn failure into success? It's been said that one of the best tools for learning is failure. And if you fail at something, you definitely learn how not to do it. The bigger the failure, the bigger the lesson. And the more we can take from it. But I'm not here to focus on the failure. I want to talk about how we react to the failure, how we deal with it, what we do next. So we're going to talk about how to deal with problems, how to avoid them in the first place. We all make mistakes. We're too busy. We've got poor communication. We assume some things. How we choose to respond to mistakes and problems will dictate our current and future success. We need to create a win-win situation with our clients. Most professional photographers are singletons. What do I mean by that? We run our businesses by ourselves. Oh, you know, we may have assistance or part-time help, but the vast majority of us handle all of the main aspects of the business. We wear many hats. We're the photographer. We're the creative director. We're the chief technical officer. We're the chief financial officer. We're the customer service representative in sales and marketing handle web design and copywriting and art direction and graphic design. We're the brand manager and the entrepreneur sometimes. We're the janitor as well. When you have to wear that many hats, something is bound to slip through the cracks. So one role that I want to focus on for today is the customer service representative. And I want you to think of this a little differently. Instead of being the CSR for your business, I want you to think of being the concierge. Ooh, isn't that a fun word? Concierge. Francisco. Concierge. It's fun to say. Say it. I'm listening. Can you say it? Concierge. What's the difference between a concierge and a CSR? The concierge at a fine hotel is the guide to the guest's happiness and satisfaction. As the concierge for your business, you are the guide to your guests' happiness and satisfaction. The concierge goes above and beyond. They get you a table at the restaurant you've been dying to go to. They arrange for excursions. They send your favorite dress out to be dry cleaned after you spilled wine on it after that new restaurant that you were dying to go to. They go above and beyond in meeting your needs, and if things go wrong, they go above and beyond in solving the problem. The Plaza Hotel in New York has a concierge. The Holiday Inn Express does not. If you want to cater to a better clientele, be the concierge for your business. Let me put this into a different context. Think about when you have been an unhappy customer. Has that ever happened, Karen? 
And I don't mean to pick on the Karens out there. I have many friends who are Karens and they're very nice people. So let's quit picking on Karen. How did you feel after someone went above and beyond to make you happy? Well, a couple of years ago, we needed to have the fireplace replaced in our 28-year-old house. Rather than simply replacing the early 1990s-style gas fireplace with the black marble around it, we decided we wanted to create a bigger focal point by adding some tumbled brick facing that mimics some of the mid-19th century brick buildings that we have in this region. So we dropped a fair amount of money on this because we wanted it done right. We selected a local brick and stone company that is owned by a former wedding client of mine. We'll call him Nate because that's his name and it would be weird to call him something else. So Nate, uh, their team came out to do the deconstruction and removal of the old fireplace as well as the prep work and installation of the new fireplace. The lead guy reminded me a lot of Seth Rogen, even sounded like Seth Rogen, which should have been a red flag at the time, but I digress. The next day, their mason came out and laid the brickwork. This new fireplace feature was beautiful, but there was one problem. It was off-center. We have windows that flank either side of the fireplace, and the finished fireplace was shifted off-center so that it was six inches closer to the window on the right. It was enough to be easily noticed, and the lack of symmetry gave me and everyone else who saw it unease. I get this tension in the back of my neck when something's off like that, and this was not going away. So all we could see was the mistake instead of the beautiful new feature that we had spent thousands of dollars on. Not good, right? Well, we decided to try to see if we could live with it. I mean, what could be done? Tear everything down and redo it? Oh, what a waste that would be. It was brick, for gosh sakes. Would that cause even more problems? And what would it cost? we were trying to decide what to do. I received a call from the owner of the company that next day to follow up to see if we were enjoying our new fireplace. Well, Nate, and I told him our concerns about it being off-center. Now, he was concerned. He asked if he could come out the first thing the next morning to take a look at it. So bright and early the next morning, earlier than I usually get up, Nate arrived to take a look at the work, and he saw the issue right away. I says, I wasn't sure what we could do because we couldn't exactly just shove the bricks over. Well, he paused and he said, well, if it were me, I'd want it replaced. Would you like this replaced? Well, I was a little stunned. Wouldn't it create problems or issues with the wall? And he said, no, they would figure that out and they probably would widen the coverage slightly so the entire fireplace was centered between the windows and would cover up any of the... uh, stuff that was already covered on the wall. But all the brick would need to come off, and the fireplace insert would need to be shifted. So I asked the next natural question. It's like, what's this going to cost? He replied, nothing. I want you to be happy with this. Well, I knew, being a business owner, that this would be pretty costly for him and his company. But he acknowledged the screw-up, and he offered to make it right. No haggling. No further stress on my part. And I wrote this episode sitting next to this fireplace, which we now think is one of the best investments we've ever made in our home. We really enjoy it. So are we satisfied with the purchase? Definitely. Delighted with how Nate handled the problem? Absolutely. Would the fireplace have worked the same if it hadn't been replaced? Yeah, it'd work the same. It'd provide heat. 
but would our satisfaction level had been as high? No, because any time we looked at it straight on, we would have been reminded of the mistake, and there would be that visual tension. The bottom line is that now I would definitely recommend Nate's company to anyone needing a new fireplace or brickwork. They went from screwing up to being the company that does what it takes to make me happy. Now think about your own experiences. How did you feel after someone went above and beyond to make you happy? Are you still a customer of that business? Now, how did you feel after someone was combative or argumentative or rude? Are you still a customer? Problems are really opportunities. It gives us a chance to really shine and show the customer how much we care about them. Research has shown that by delighting a customer with how we solve a problem, it actually creates a tighter bond with the customer than if there were never a problem to begin with. Now, I'm not suggesting that we create problems all the time so we can solve them and be heroes. But when problems do arise, use that opportunity to be a hero. Be the concierge for your business and delight your customers with solutions and service. Next week, I'll share the details on a mistake I made in my own photography business and the five-step process I used to solve this problem. It's a process you can use to address future problems when they arise. So tune in for that next week. Here's the latest news from Godox and Molite. Godox has announced a number of new LEDs, including two lower-power LEDs and their premium no-LED lineup. That's K-N-O-W-L-E-D, not N-O, K-N-O-W-L-E-D. They don't ask me for the names on these, so, you know, we work with what they give us. Uh, the M200D and the M300D join the powerful 740-watt M600D in the no-LED series. The M200D will run 699 and the M300D will run 899 I don't have exact watt power on these yet, Um I would assume there would be 200 watt and 300 watt, but since the 600D is 740 watt, uh, I don't know. So I don't have specs on these yet, but both are supposed to arrive in the U.S. sometime in April. Godox has also updated the silent running UL150 and are releasing the UL150 version 2. It has a more robust control box that also has a DMX control port and the ability to work with a V-mount battery. It's going to run $499, and it should be available in April as well. Now, if you're not familiar with the UL150, it is specifically designed for the video market. I mean, you could use it for photography as well, but there's no fan. So that's one of the problems with using some LEDs with video is the fan noise will get picked up on microphones. There's a special design on the UL series where there's no fan, so there's no noise whatsoever. So check out the UL150 that's in stock right now at Molite. Probably going to be clearing those out, and the UL152 will be coming in soon. Lastly, Godox announced a new ring flash head for their premium R2400 Studio Pack. The P2400 ring flash will be priced at $1,430. Now, if you're not familiar with the R2400, it's Godox's 2,400-watt second power pack entree into the high-end commercial lighting scene. It's in there to compete with the Pro Photos and the Braun Colors and all those things. 
While I don't currently stock these in the Molite inventory, they are always available for special order. So if there's something from Godox that we don't have, let me know. We can always see if we can special order it and see if we can get it in soon. Just send me a message and we can work out the details. Thank you again for joining me for a Monday Morning Cup of Mo. Please subscribe and follow. I'll also be posting more information on the podcast uh, Facebook page, so be sure to follow that as well. And join the Monday Morning Cup of Mo podcast group where you can ask questions, suggest topics, and join the rest of the community as we grow this together. Talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.